0: Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks Podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit WHBCconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. Good evening, church family. Welcome to Sunday Talks. My name is Rox Horton. I'm a discipleship pastor here at Woodland Heights. And I want to jump right in tonight and share some Jesus stories with you. Now, as I read through these, I want you to listen to hear what Jesus is doing in each of these stories. So I have four that I'm going to read. They're all four or five verses each. But again, just listen to them and kind of try to build this picture in your head of what you see Jesus doing with the people involved in each one of these stories. So we're going to start in John chapter 4. Verse 7, and it's the story of the, the Samaritan woman, or the woman at the well. It says, A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come to draw. Come here to draw water. Alright, so we're going to flip to John chapter 8 and we're going to read verses, or start in verse 3. And this is the woman who was caught in adultery. And so starting in verse 3. Says the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, "Teacher, speaking to Jesus, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So, what do you say?" This they said to test him, that they may have some charge to bring against him. And Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on sin no more." So we're going to flip to Matthew, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to read how Jesus calls Matthew uh, to be a disciple. It says that Jesus passed on from there. He saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So I'm going to flip over and we're going to read our last one. It's going to be in Matthew chapter 14. This one's a little bit longer, so I'm going to give you a little... Uh, backstory here as to what's going on so um, King Herod is celebrating his birthday and he has John the Baptist in prison and one of the ladies at his birthday wanted um, as, a, as a gift for, for John the Baptist um, to die and so um, King Herod feeling like he had to because he told her that he would he, he beheads John the Baptist And so we're going to kind of pick up right there as the people are starting to learn that John the Baptist has died and that Jesus finds out. We need to remember that John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin and probably one of his greatest friends growing up and knowing him. And so we see in Matthew chapter 14 starting in verse 12 how Jesus responds to hearing what um, had happened to his friend. It says, And the disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus, and now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there um, in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So I want to stop right there. And, and, um, and so each of these four stories, we, we see Jesus is showing hospitality to other people. He is welcoming people and showing generosity to people. The definition of hospitality is welcoming and showing generosity to a guest, a stranger, or a foreigner. Um, And Jesus is doing that in each one of these stories. And, And not because these people deserve it, not because of their social status, but because of who he is and the love that he has for people. And So we're going to dig deeper into kind of why he's doing all of these things here in a moment. Uh, but really hospitality is a fancy way to say love your neighbor when Jesus gave us the two greatest commandments he says, love God and love people and so this love your neighbor is again just a a, I mean hospitality is just a fancy way to say love your neighbor And this is so important in the local church this is a key step for us to showing Jesus to the world I mean everything that we do from services and Sunday schools And all of this is so critical to continue to grow um, spiritually and to to grow in our faith. Um, But if we can't welcome the lost the way that Jesus did and love people regardless of where they are in life, then we will never look like Jesus in our church. And that is what we have been called to do, is to live our lives the way Jesus did, to be Christ-like. And so if we can't love the lost and welcome in the stranger and the foreigner the way that Jesus did, then we can never truly be the church that Jesus has called us to be. So I want to look at these stories that we read and kind of show us how Jesus, and talk about how Jesus showed hospitality. So the very first one, Jesus welcomes the foreigner um, in the story of the Samaritan woman. So as we read in the text that um, Jews and Samaritans hated each other that they had been fighting for a long time and so they did not deal with one another they did not talk to each other and then jewish men would not have talked to samaritan women or women like there's especially women like her when you go on to read the story you realize she has been married five times and um so jewish men would not have talked to her either and so that's why she's like why are you talking to me and jesus despite her past despite ethnicity or the cultural background that she has Jesus welcomes her and offers her this living water that only he can he welcomes her into his home for eternity not because of who she is but because of who he is and the love that he has for his creation so as we as we move on to the second story with the the woman that was caught in adultery we see Jesus is called there and, and What the the Pharisees did to actually try to catch Jesus to make him uh, make a mistake and and to do something that they could bring a charge against him actually turned into this great example of mercy and grace. Um, As he stands with this woman, as she's being there ready to be judged, he stands with her and says, you know, you without sin cast the first stone, saying, yes, she's a sinner, but so are you. And so he's embracing this woman And and he comforts her and he stands with her and he shows grace to her um, in this time in her life where she is probably as embarrassed and in this deepest, darkest sin that she's ever been in. And she deserves judgment. According to the law, she deserved the judgment. But Jesus, out of who he is and his goodness, shows favor to this adulterous woman and shows her grace and mercy and he comforts her and then he forgives her. He says, I don't condemn you. And he forgives her. And so by that we see Jesus welcoming in this sinful woman who didn't deserve what he was offering. She deserved the judgment. But again, out of his grace and his mercy, he forgives her and welcomes her in. And so then we go on to this third story. We see this is uh, one of my favorite ones. And I love how Jesus calls Matthew in to be a disciple Uh but in Matthew chapter 9, we see Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector. And and in these days, the tax collector was really... I mean, they were like the legal thief of the day. They could, they were stealing from people left and right, and it was okay. And so people hated them for that. And if you read throughout Scripture that usually the the religious people and the tax collectors just did not get along. They did not like one another. So for Jesus to welcome this tax collector in... To his core group, the people who were going to start the church, Um, it was just a great example of hospitality as Jesus doesn't care about your past. He doesn't care what you've done. He he cares about where are you going to go from here, and he welcomes Matthew into his life and welcomes him into his family um, and shows him this hospitality and gives him a chance at redemption. And so those first three stories are all Jesus showing hospitality uh, in in very challenging ways that we don't always like to do uh, because it does force us to uh, put other people first. It forces us to truly love people the way that Jesus does and not look at them for what they've done or anything like that, but truly look at them as God's creation and love them the way that God did. Um, and look at them the way that Jesus looked at us as Christians when he brought us to salvation. And so then the first story, the fourth story, kind of goes a little bit different direction, but it's so important um, because I think we learn a very key value in what hospitality really is. So when, when John the Baptist died, Jesus' cousin and his friend, his you know lifelong friend, he would have known, he's known John the Baptist since they were babies. And so he had spent life with this guy. And so he, had, he died, and, and Jesus, we see that he leaves to go be by himself. He wants to go and mourn the loss of his friend. He's, he's going to be by himself, and so he just wanted, he, he just wanted time for himself. And, and so during this, these crowds see him, and they rush after Jesus as they normally would. And so in the middle of when he wanted to be alone so that he could face his own challenges, these crowds show up. And, and Jesus would have had every right to be like, you know, I just need to be by myself for a moment. You know, my best friend was just murdered, and I want to be by myself and mourn the loss of my friend. It's not a good time for me to do ministry right now. But instead of that, Jesus sets aside what he wants. He denies himself, and he has compassion on the crowd. And it he says that he goes and he heals their sick. He welcomes them in. He figures out what their needs are, and he helps them. And then we see, if you go on to that story, this is where Jesus performs one of his greatest miracles when he feeds the 5,000. So Jesus, we see he denies his own wants to love others. And again, this great example of what hospitality is. And so each of these examples just really show us the importance of hospitality and the impact that hospitality can have on people's lives. And so Jesus was changing the lives of other people by simply thinking about them and putting them first. And that is what we as a church need to focus on too, is how can we put other, people's fir- other people first so that we can help change their lives and help them to know who Jesus is. And so now we, these four stories you've probably read several times, odds are, but now I wanna go a little bit more personal with you for a second. I want you to think of the moment in time in your life when Jesus showed you hospitality when He welcomed you into His family, when He showed you grace in your time of sin, when He offered you redemption and a second chance, and when He loved you when you didn't deserve it. I want you to think about that moment in your life. And how did did it feel the day that that happened when Jesus welcomed you and you knew that I don't deserve this, but Jesus loves me anyway. Jesus is welcoming me into His family, and I don't deserve it. We were no different than the Samaritan woman or the adulterous woman or the tax collector or the big great crowd that Jesus had compassion on. We too were in their same shoes and Jesus welcomed us into his family. And it's a feeling that is completely indescribable. I mean we we can't really put a finger on what it meant to us and how it made us feel because it is something that we've never felt in life before. So when we think of how Jesus welcomed us into his family with open arms and when we are so undeserving, how can we respond in any other way but show that same love and hospitality to others? And, and we as Christians and as the church, we should be welcoming everyone through the doors of the church with the same compassion, grace, and love that Jesus shows us. And I'm thankful for this church's um, this church does a great job at being friendly and welcoming and loving people. It has been so evident in just my short time, and I can speak firsthand for my family as to how loving and welcoming this church um, is to the community here. And I am so thankful for that. Uh, but like anything we do, I, I think it's um, always good for us to reflect and to think of or see how we can grow. Uh, and to be more Christ-like in our church and in our in our personal lives and so I just want to kind of talk about hospitality and how we can continue to grow in that area within our church um, and first uh, we have an amazing hospitality team I don't even know how many people know that um, but really our, our our group of hospitality team is made up of greeters and the people at the connection desk um, and the people at the coffee bar and Um, This group is so faithful to serve and to welcome everyone into our church as they come. And and again, just faithful to be here week in and week out. Um, And this group is designed to to welcome people into our church, to do just what Jesus did. To welcome the stranger and the foreigner into our church, to help them get plugged into our church community. Um, and, And to me, this team is one of the most important ministry teams that we have. Because this is the church's first chance to show Jesus to the lost world who's coming in. It's the first chance for the um, church to show Jesus to our own church body. To to be excited about coming in to have a morning of worship. And so this ministry, our hospitality ministry, is so important of showing who Jesus is. And to be honest, though, within our church, uh, this team is very shorthanded. We have about fifteen people who are very faithful of serving every single week, um, and, and that number really needs to grow if we really want to show the hospitality to the church the way that we should, and to the outside world um, the way that we should. Like I would love to have ushers in our in our sanctuary helping see people and helping guests find places to sit um, and things like that, and helping in other other our church members find things and to help them in ways that they can. Um, But again, we don't have the numbers um, to make that happen. So I would love to see our hospitality team to grow. So if you're interested in that, so if you're new to the church or you just like to meet new people or maybe you just have the gift of hospitality, um, this would be a great way for you to get more plugged in here at Woodland and um, a great way to show the hospitality of Jesus um, to the world. So if you're interested in that, uh, please feel free to reach out to me about that. I would love to get you connected in those areas. Uh, But past what the hospitality team does, uh, as a church, I think we should also be hospitable. We don't have to be part of the the hospitality team to show hospitality um, as we come into the church. And so past that, I think I just want to share with you a few ways that I think that we can, um, again, just continue to grow um, and show hospitality to the people who come onto our campus. Um, and if you've been coming here, if you've been church world at all, you, you know that most visitors that show up um, to a service, they, they come to service before they ever go to a Sunday school class. They'll kind of come and check out a service to see if it's something they like, and then maybe next time they come, they'll check out uh, a Sunday school class. Um, and so this is kind of what I would encourage um, our church members to do, because I know everyone likes to, to visit with friends and fellowship Uh, while they're waiting on service to start and i think that is great i think it's very important within our church body to have that fellowship time but i also think if we could all take a few minutes before services to intentionally look around the sanctuary or the four-year or wherever it is you're standing to intentionally look around for new faces and purposefully go and greet them we could continue to grow in this area of hospitality and welcome people in to the church family into god's family um the way that jesus did and then even from that what if we found these new people and we invited them to sit with us hey like come sit with our family i know you're new here and come, come sit with us you know this row is plenty big just come sit next to our family and maybe you reach somebody and reached somebody like hey well they've been coming for a few weeks um and they've been coming here but um, even then people still love to be greeted so if, if you've seen them a few times but you don't know their name let's just go welcome each other hey I want to get to know you and and get to know who you are and your family and again that just helps our church grow in unity um, and, and grow together and then again I think as a, if you're part of a Sunday school class most everybody thinks that they are part of the greatest Sunday school class there are there is and um and and all of y'all are right in your own way because every class is special in its own way. And so, if you're if you're in a Sunday school class and you see someone new, that would uh, just you know walk up to them and just personally invite them to your class. You know, introduce yourself. Hey, are you plugged into a Sunday school class? And if they say no, just invite them to your class. And if you're in the first service, you could even just meet them after service and walk them to your class. And so, these are just some ways again that we can. Just show hospitality very simply, and just by again, just kind of denying ourselves the way that Jesus did, and intentionally looking for people to welcome in. And so, going past just the church body here, um, we see Jesus welcome people into His life as He as He ate with people and He sat down with people and he, and He really just did life with people. Um, and I encourage you to invite new people. Um, they come to our church to lunch with you. You know, like, hey, my family's going to, to eat a Razorback pizza. You know, would you want to come with us? And you can come sit with us and we can get have a meal together and we can get to know one another. Um, and I know most of us have plans after church and, um, and a lot of us like to go have fellowships after church, which is also a great thing. But again, uh, maybe just make a point to clear your schedule once every other month or so. to, Hey, I'm going to try to find somebody new to go eat lunch with. And I'm going to invite them to go eat. And I bet if you offer to pay, they'll probably come with you. Uh, But hospitality is such a simple task, but it often gets overlooked in the church. And and honestly, for me, I believe it is one of the key things that we can do as a church to continue to do our part to grow God's kingdom. Uh, Again, it's just hospitality. The one key to hospitality is humility and selflessness. And these are two great qualities of Jesus. And the reason he was able to continue to reach more people is because he was always thinking about others. He knew what their needs were. He was looking at them, seeking them, pursuing them, and then he was going out to, to welcome them in to his family. So by being welcoming and loving to strangers can make or break whether they ever come into church again. I mean first impressions most everybody knows when you go into a store or a- anywhere first impressions are everything and that's what our hospitality team is meant for us to be a smiling welcoming face to invite people in to this community of believers um, and again we can take it past that hospitality team and we can all be that way we can all be inviting and welcoming the strangers Um, into this church and be a great first impression uh, because we want to show the love of God to those people who are coming in. So let me close with this, um, just an encouragement for us. is, is, God intentionally pursues us. He welcomes us into his family. He loves us when we didn't deserve it. He doesn't care about our past or our social status. He offers us help for what we need and does it all without expecting anything in return. And that is hospitality. And if we all have that mindset towards the stranger and the foreigner, then that is how people will see our church, which in turn will bring glory to God and continue to grow his kingdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, thankful that you were hospitable towards us, that you welcomed us into your, to your home and into your life. You welcomed us um, into your glory. And not because we deserve it, but because of the love that you have for us. So Father, I pray out of a response to who you are to us and and the way that you showed us hospitality, Lord, that we would pursue others, that we would intentionally seek others to welcome them and invite them into your family the way that you did us. So Father, I pray that this week that we would make a point um, to to do that in in our lives Uh, whether it be through the week or at church here on Sunday morning, Lord, that we would make it it purposeful to reach people and to welcome people and to get to know people um, and pursue people the way that you did us, Lord. Again, we thank you so much for your work on the cross and how through the work on the cross and the resurrection that you were able to um, give us victory over the sin and and know that we had the promise of eternity with you in your home forever. But we love you, we thank you, it's in Jesus, and we pray. Amen.